Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. I greet you in the name of Jesus as we study God's word together. We are continuing our study on the Sermon, sermon of the Mount. We are in chapter 6 tonight, verses 25 to 34. And once again, a reminder, the Sermon on the Mount covers chapters 5 through 7. So we've been journeying through the Sermon on the Mount. And if you haven't um, been with us, uh, if you're just joining us, I really encourage you to read through the entire um, three chapters so you can get the context of what we're talking about. Um, so that will be a good thing to do. Um, so you can kind of get the, um, especially, let me just say this, especially so that you can understand the what the, the main part is, the kingdom of God, and that we are his people. And I'll mention that a little bit tonight uh, as we go through our study. So um, let, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this night, uh, for this opportunity to study your word. Your word we hide in our hearts that we may not sin against you. Um, we treasure your word and for as it gets deep and penetrates our heart, life springs forth and we will be um, better ambassadors of you, filled with the spirit and the knowledge uh, of the word of God. So Lord, may your word, may the word of God fall upon good ground as we study together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through uh, 34. Um, we had covered the first part from 19 through 24. Um, talking about do not lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. No one can serve two masters. But now we're at 25. And this is a big one. Um, one of my favorite verses uh, we'll get to in just a moment. So um, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and read um, beginning at verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the, clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Hey, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, 
for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Um, that last statement, I think we can all agree with that uh, every day there is enough trouble for that one day. So, and, and sometimes it's kind of, a, it, it's one of those compound things. Not only is, as we use the expression, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, so each day has its own trouble. And so uh, up front, it's telling us, um, you know, don't, don't uh, worry about what is going to come ahead because each day has its own um, troubles. Let's go back to verse um, 25. Uh, everybody has heard this before, but I'll say it again. Therefore, that linking word, um, it's linking us back to um, all the things. And sometimes you have to kind of figure out, is it mentioning just one thing? Um, or is it linking towards everything? So um, what are some of the things that you would think that this therefore is linking us to? Um, and again, those of you who have been studying will be kind of know what we have discussed or what you've read. So what are some of the things that Jesus has already said in his sermon that he is referring back to? I'll just, I'll get it started. Very first part of Matthew chapter five. It is the Beatitudes. So one of the things is that is referring back to is remember who you are. You are blessed and highly favored. Mm -hmm. What else is uh, Jesus linking us back to, reminding us? Um, as we go forward. Therefore, one, you're blessed and highly favored. What else have we been talking about? I'm having too I'm having too much fun. Oh, oh, you you are a child of the kingdom. Okay, thank you very much. Again, remember who you are. You're blessed. You're a child of the kingdom. Uh, I'll add a couple, couple of more. Um, he, Jesus talks a lot about, um, and it goes back to the Beatitudes, but great is your reward Lord. in heaven. You have a promise. You have a hope that God has in store for you. Um, God is uh, that part of that being highly favored is that God has a reward for you in heaven. So God is storing up some things for us. What else? And this is more like in chapter six. And the hint is the Lord's prayer. So what in the Lord's prayer um, could Jesus be pointing us back to? And even actually prior to that. Well, in the Lord's Prayer, he said daily bread. You ain't looking for yes. anything other than one yes. day at a time. Like he prepared a way when they were coming through the wilderness, mama, each daily 
day, God took care of him. Amen. Amen. And in that whole talking about prayer, he says, your father, what? Knows mm -hmm. before you even ask. Yes. So yes. therefore, since your father knows before you even ask, uh, that's one of the reasons why we don't have to worry. So blessed and highly favored, child of the kingdom, we have a reward in heaven, your father's knows. So those are some of the things that Jesus is referring back to as he says, therefore, um, then he says, do not worry about your life. And one of the things we already mentioned is, A, because when you know who you are in Christ, and you know, going back to the Lord's prayer, who your God is, that makes all the difference. So one, do not worry about your life. Your, your life, knowing who you are in Christ, blessed and highly favored, uh, knowing what manner of life we are to live as part of the kingdom of God. It was already mentioned about we are children of the kingdom, as well as we are living by what? Faith. And faith is that operative principle of the kingdom of God. So we are trusting in the Lord. Um, during our prayer time, that was one of the scriptures I refer to is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Again, you know it well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not lean to your own understanding. So don't worry about your life, for these things uh, are going to sustain you. Um, so let's just stop for a moment, pause for a moment. What is worry? What is, when we talk about worry, uh, let me just say this. You may have heard the expression, I am too blessed <laughs> to be stressed. stressed. Um, but is, all, is that always true? They say it. Thank you. That's yeah. why, that's yeah. why I just paused. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes we uh, use expressions. And they are they they have some significance. I think they're trying to convey a message, but it all it has a dual message, um, as if that we as believers um, don't go through challenges, don't go through uh, times of of you know anxiety or concern or all those things. So I uh, just wanted to put that um, put that out there. So what is what is, when we think about the word worry, what is it? Fear of the unknown. Fear of the okay. unknown. So mm -hmm. one of the words there is fear. Fear of the unknown, yes. Fear. Over and, and over again, uh, Old Testament and New Testament as well, and especially to uh, mm -hmm. what comes to mind, first of all, is Joshua. Um, the Lord had told Joshua, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. um, I am going before you. So in saying that, the Lord is acknowledging that we in our humanity are subject to fear. So we are being challenges. We may fear, but don't give way. Don't surrender to fear. What else? When you think about worry, what, do you, what else do you think about? It's a lack of trust, too. 
Okay. Um, elaborate on that a little bit more. Lack of trust. Um, you say when you're saying uh, you're uh, too too blessed to be stressed, <laughs> you said it because if you really trust in, you know, then uh, you're knowing, you know, if you're trusting in God, you know that, like you say, you're gonna have uh, problems, but you have to trust that He's gonna mm. bring you through. Mm. And okay. Anybody else? Like anxiety or focusing on your trouble or your problems. Is that was yes. that Sister Charlene? Charlene Evans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and that leads me right to a definition right out of Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> um, definition. And this is really of worry and the associated word anxiety. Mental distress or agitation resulting from concern, usually for something impending or anticipated. I'll read that again. The definition of worry is mental distress or agitation resulting from concern, usually for something impending or anticipated. Mm. And then there is a sub um, definition or a word synonym is anxiety, which uh, thank you for using that word. Um, so when we talk about uh, worry, an associated word is anxiety. So let me share something with you. And I want to be very um, sensitive uh, because when we, we often hear uh, about the term anxiety. And one of the things I've uh, I learned that uh, it's a serious issue in American culture. Um, and so we treat it with all uh, seriousness and sensitivity. It's, it's more than <laughs> some people will say, that person's just tripping. Uh, mm. It's more to it than that. Mm. So let, let me just give you um, a, a statistic that may be helpful for us understanding. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness mm -hmm. in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults in the United States age 18 or over. Um, and so just from that uh, statistic, um, I, let's see. Yes, so just from that statistic, we can see how serious the issue is. And so we don't want to minimize it or push it off to the side. And so when someone is struggling with worry that could result in anxiety, which could go the next step to anxiety disorder, um, not every time somebody is worrying or is anxious, does it mean it's a dis disorder? And so let me give you also this uh, statement. I am not a therapist. Um, I am not a clinician. So I'm using definitions uh, mainly from various other resources. But I wanted to highlight that. So because sometimes when people are worrying, anxious, we are dismissive of it. But I just wanted to uh, us to grapple with the fact that it is a serious issue. So when we get to this word here, the word of God, the Lord has given us opportunity to say that, especially as believers, 
remember who you are, remember who your God is, um, and you don't have to go down that path because of who our God is. And so uh, let me just stop there. Any, any comments on that? I just wanted to say that um, uh, worry is real. No, we try to say, you know, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. That kind uh-huh. of, that's kind of trite, but it's real too. And uh, this is probably getting a little bit ahead of our lesson, but as I recall from Sunday's sermon, uh, there was a parable of a man who said, I believe, but Lord, forgive my unbelief. So there is, I guess, an incompleteness in the the belief when we worry. It's not that we don't believe, but the the human side, the humanity in us allows us to let doubt creep in. So worry, I think, is a combination of, for Christians, belief with a little bit of, with a hole in it. (laughs) If I leave with a hole in it, you know. I heard I haven't heard it expressed quite like that before, but I think that's that's a good that's a good uh, image or a good uh, metaphor for us to think about. Anybody else? Okay, worry, so now you, worry you can are, be go ahead. Worry worry can be a major sickness. And uh, many times it's treated with medication and therapy. It can yeah, be an expensive I, problem. And, and that's why I wanted to make sure I at least covered that because it, it is real. Um, it is affects, as I mentioned before, 40 million adults in the United States. Um, <clears throat> and there's no shame in acknowledging uh, when someone is going through anxiety or worry, and it has to be uh, treated either through um, pharmacology or through therapy, that may be helping someone to get to the point where now they can uh, focus on the Word of God mm-hmm. a little bit better. So um, that's that's why I wanted to bring this up because we don't in the church sometimes we don't want to talk about um, those mental health challenges um, that people may face. And so I wanted to make sure that we don't, we're not dismissive of when, when the Lord says, therefore, uh, you know, do not worry. It's, it's, it's significant. It's a significant challenge for many people. Um, anyone a, a else? Lot of, a, a lot of times we, we worry about things that we have no, absolutely no control over. Exactly. <clears throat> We have, let, let me, let me see, I'm a, we worry about things we have absolutely no control over. So what does that tell us? One of the things that tells us is that, yeah, we like things to be in order. And it also uh, points to the fact of our powerlessness. Um, we like to have, some people have, uh, and it, one of the, and I didn't want to read all the definition in terms of compulsive disorder, all those other things that can be associated with it. But that idea of um, feeling powerlessness 
um, and wanting to take control of things. So thank you for bringing that up. So how, one of the things that the Lord does here is now shift the focus. So he says, um, do not worry. Um, let me go back to verse 25. Now do not worry about clothing. Um, but then verse 26 shifts the focus. And how does he shift the focus on verse 26? Look at the birds of the air. And then later he talks about the lilies of the field. So the shift in the focus has turned from my problem, my issue, and now my, my gaze or my thought pattern is looking out and seeing there's a bigger thing happening. There are examples of what God is doing and he's not even saying in other people's lives, he takes it down to the very uh, natural things. Look at the birds of the air, look at the uh, lilies of the field. And the final thing he says in there, are you not what? Worth more than and these. Mm -hmm. Isn't that encouraging? Mm -hmm. It's not being dismissive of the beauty of nature at all. But in terms of your value to God, if he cares for the lilies of the field, if he cares for the grass, if he cares for the birds, are you not much more? Amen. So think about what God is saying to us. Going, we have to al almost go back to uh, the beginning of creation. We were created what? In the image of God. We have value. So do not let anybody allow anybody else, nor allow ourselves to devalue ourselves when God has said, uh, in essence, how much more mm -hmm. value. You are valuable. So you can begin to, not only for your personal, but, but as you, um, as a mature believer, uh, you may come in contact with somebody who is downcast or not feeling good about themselves. Remind them of their value in the sight of God. As if, if he cares so much about the grass and the birds, mm. how much more? Amen. Pastor, in verse 28, Go ahead. Uh, in verse 28, could you define the word spin? What does that mean? Um, verse 28. Basically, I mean, when something is, when you spin, like you're spinning together a nest or like spinning together, weaving, like, um, what do you call it? Yeah, I guess that would be it. Weaving. Okay. So they don't have to work to make their own clothes. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what they're, uh, we don't really, I'm not in the textile industry. So <laughs> I was kind of lost there for a moment. But yeah, that's kind of okay. what it's talking about that they don't uh, they don't have to do anything to make their own clothing mm -hmm. 
God does it for them. He provides. And so um, kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself. Okay. Thank um, you. No, that's, that's good. Um, so again, let me go back to shifting the focus. So the shifting the focus is away from our problem to look at, start looking at the bigger picture, having that strategic, in a sense, mindset, looking all around. If God cares for the birds and the grass, it points us where? To who? God. God, the creator. The creator. It talks about God's provision, God's promise, and God's power. God's provision, because he, he's a, maybe I need to ask you to put a little wave of hands on your, um, your emoji. How many of you know that God is a provider? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, that God is a sorry about that. That God is a provider, and so that's one thing that we know. He provides for the birds, takes care of the grass. Uh, you may have your own testimony of how God has provided for you, but let me also point you back to a person named. Abraham. Remember the story of Abraham? And that's where we get the name Jehovah Jireh, that in the midst of that situation uh, where he was to take his son Isaac up, God provided the ram in the bush. So Jehovah Jireh, God is a provider. Also, we, not, we know about God's promise. God's promise that he will never, ever, mm -hmm. ever leave us. Mm -hmm. no us. So we don't have to, again, worry about feeling isolated, alone. He has promised that he would never leave us. And his power or his ability is your God, is our God able and powerful to deal with any situation that we are in? And the answer to yes. that question yes, is, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. So uh, when we look at this particular passage um, in terms of worry, anxiety, it's very real. We may struggle with it, but then we're shifting the focus away from that. And when we are in that moment, there's a lot of feelings that go along with it. And that's why I don't remember who it was. Uh, maybe it was uh, Sister Maria talked about the, the physical things that can be associated with that. The physical, um, uh, yeah, I'll just say that. The physical things that can be associated with that, various sicknesses and uh, stress and di distress and that could have an impact on our wellness, not only mentally, but also physically. Um, so here we have that God is a provider. Uh, he's faithful to his promise. He has the power or ability. And that, but then he goes to the next phase. And this is what I talked about a little bit on Sunday. And that is he challenges us. So the first one was consider the, the shift of focus. And the next is the challenge. He doesn't let us off the, the hook. What does he say? 
Oh, you or oh, ye of what? Little faith. Little faith. Little faith. Mm-hmm. We can sing it. I will trust mm-hmm. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I will trust in the Lord. We can sing it. <clears throat> live it. Somebody just said it. Do we live it? Oh, ye of little faith. And that, that's in itself a challenge. And I mentioned this on Sunday, um, this you know, idea of the mustard seed. Uh, and the mustard seed is not only focusing on the size, it is the smallest, but what does it do? It grows. Mm-hmm. So don't get caught up just in the size of the faith, but it, it means that maybe um, our, our faith has, has been dormant. Because you can have... Maybe some of you already uh, ordered your seed for next spring already. But while it's in the package, it's what? Dormant. How does it grow? In the ground. Yeah, because I know you have, we have some botanists, we have some gardeners. Well, it, it, it has to die first and then germinate. Come on now. Okay, so there's a whole process that happens. And we also know that within that seed, it has everything it needs to grow. That's how God created. It just needs to be in the right environment, whether it's the right soil, uh, the water, all those things have to take place for it to blossom. And guess what, folks? We are in an environment tonight in Bible study where our faith uh, can be nurtured and we can grow. And, and I'm not only limited that to Bible study here, um, but I'll also give a shout out to Sunday school and, and the various ways that we nurture um, our faith um, so we continue to uh, grow in the Lord. So, oh, ye of little faith. So it's a challenge to us. In the midst of our worry, there's a challenge say, to, to step it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That may sound harsh. <laughs> step the game up. But that's, it's, it's, it's almost as, not almost, it's like the Lord is saying, okay, this is real. But I also want you to know faith is real as well. And I've given you what you need to be prosperous because that is part of the kingdom of God, living by faith. Again, the operative principle in the kingdom of God is living a life of faith in who God is. Uh, and, and let me just clear up something. Um, and, and that is, you know, especially when it comes to when people sometimes talk about having faith, it's not having faith in your, in your, in your uh, own faith. It kind of gets cyclical, but having faith in the God mm-hmm. who is the provider. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not self-absorbed is that my faith is so great. My faith in myself, my faith in my abilities. Um, and that's uh, becoming, uh, uh, in a sense, humanist. 
um, to focus on my own giftedness, my own power. Um, I can pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Um, it's hard to do that if you don't have any boots, but that's a whole nother discussion. Uh, but to the point of saying, look, I, my faith is in the God who created me. My faith is in the God I'm made in the image of God. I have faith in the God who has a plan for my life. I have a faith in the God who has a plan for our church. I have a faith in a God who can do anything but fail. And we can go on and on. So the focus becomes away from ourselves to who? The sure. God of creation. Mm -hmm. And that is what we mean when we say to God be the glory. To God, <laughs> thank you, be the glory. In all things, the more and more we give God praise, it becomes less and less about us as a people. As a matter of fact, the more and more we think about it, we become like um, Isaiah chapter six. Oh, wretched man, or oh, wretched person I am. I am a man or a person of unclean lips. When we start thinking about how great our God is, we become smaller, but that's okay because we are called to magnify and exalt the Lord. So we get down to, uh, like I said, one of my favorite scriptures. So we're focusing on the things of God. So the challenge is our faith needs to grow, but not only our faith, our focus needs to be shifted to what are we after? What are we seeking after? Uh, we'll get a little bit into that in chapter seven, but focus on the things of God. Seek first what? The kingdom, kingdom of God. God. The kingdom and of righteousness. God and his righteousness. We have ta been talking a lot about the kingdom of God, but his, and, and when we pray, thy kingdom come, what are we praying again? We, we talked about this before. We're talking about, Lord, have your way in our lives individually, but have your way in our communities that it can, we can have impact because his kingdom is a kingdom of love. His kingdom is a kingdom of justice. His kingdom is a kingdom of peace. So we can go on and on about what the kingdom of God is and that's the impact. So I'm praying and seeking after God, how can your kingdom come on earth in my environment as it is in heaven? Okay, go ahead, somebody. I think somebody was gonna say something. Okay, I may have just heard background noise. So focus on the things of God, the kingdom of God, and his what? Righteousness. 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 So when we are seeking after first the kingdom of God, that his will will be done, that the society, our individuals, our churches can, can change, but also his righteousness. What does that mean for us when we talk about seeking after the righteousness of God? His right living. Okay, one right living. What else? Strive to please God. Pleasing God. 
Putting God first. Putting God first. There's a praise song that says, um, he is all my righteousness. Mm -hmm. I stand complete in him. So it's an acknowledgement that in and of myself, I am not worthy. And this is the, the kind of the, I'm, I'm born in sin, shaped in iniquity, yet the other side is I am redeemed, renewed, and we live in that tension. So Lord, there's some things that are in my life that I need to, to get rid of. So if I'm focusing on the things of God, seeking the things of God and your righteousness, it goes back to um, some of the things we mentioned before about daily dying to self. Uh, one of the scriptures we mentioned several times is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. So whatever you thought in your flesh, in your religious ideology, that that's how you are going to make it to heaven, get rid of it. Because our righteousness is found in who? God. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yes. Alone. Yeah. Anything else? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. And then what's going to happen? All these things shall be added to you. All these, so all those things that you will worry about. That, and, and I skipped over a part where it says the Gentiles worry about that. Don't go down that road. That's what the Gentiles are concerned about. But for us, all those things will be added. Why? Because God is a provider. Mm. He's faithful to his promise. Um, he's powerful. He, or he is able. Mm -hmm. All of those things. He'll add those things. Now, I want to make sure that we don't get that twisted either. Um, though we're not seeking the kingdom of God nor the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, so that we get stuff. No. I'll say that again. We're not seeking after uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, because if I, if I follow that formula, if I do this checklist, I'm seeking after God. I'm seeking after righteousness. Therefore, God owes me stuff because he promised. Mm. But um, stop right there. That's not what it's all about. He's talking about our daily needs. He will mm -hmm. provide. Right. He will provide those things. Not that we do those things that we become, you know, huh, prosperous and you know, if got kind of having having bad motives mm -hmm. for worshiping and serving the Lord, so that I can be rich, wealthy prosperous. No, all the things he's talking about is those daily needs and necessity. God knows that you need them. He'll provide that. But make sure our, our focus is shifted to God first. And one of the ways that we, and it's really a, a weekly discipline, whether it's your time, talent, and treasure. So I'll focus on the, the treasure part. You know, when we practice our giving, our generosity and giving, that's part of one way that we are seeking God first. 
Um, and I'm not making an offering appeal here. It's just one of those disciplines of uh, disciplined giving. We're telling the Lord and we're also reminding ourselves that I'm giving back to the Lord. This is one way I'm seeking after the Lord. We're not paying our way into the kingdom, but that's part of giving ourselves over to the Lord. When we have our devotion in the morning or afternoon, even evening, that part of a discipline is a way that we are seeking after the things of God. So those spiritual disciplines um, that we talked about before of almsgiving and prayer and fasting, all those things help to build us up. So we are nurturing our faith. We're growing in the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added to you so that uh, you can really function well in the kingdom of God. Verse 34. Therefore, after saying all this, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry. Because <laughs> worry is going to come tomorrow. And oh. not only is worry going to come tomorrow, uh, there's enough trouble for one day. There's no, no use piling on and worrying about what's going to come next. Any comment there? Each day has its own troubles and challenges. That's why we should not be worried because God is going to take care of us. And that statement right there was a statement of faith because you're, you just said you believe that God is going to take care of those things on the tomorrow. Um, so I'm, I'm going to focus on where I am. Now, before we get, we have a couple more minutes and I've, I, I, I want to make sure. Go ahead. No, I had one comment. Go ahead. Uh, and in putting Christ first and carefully plan um, to the things that are ahead is is such as setting goals and and steps and and our schedules. If we put Christ first and and not let our um, our interest um, with, the, with the things that we are planning interfere with our relationship with God is time well spent. Can I say it like that? Thank you. And you, you actually actually took, I won't say you took the words out of my mouth. I just want to make sure that it was clear right. that there's nothing wrong with uh, planning, strategic planning, investments, all those things are, uh, you're having a plan for your life, but as you're doing that, you're putting it to the Lord. Yeah. Say, I'm not worrying about these things, but mm -hmm. Lord, I'm being a, a responsible steward right. for the church, my family, um, you know, how can I be a blessing to others? Um, it, it, we can get into a, uh, a lot of discussion about are we trying to build wealth and what's the purpose of that? Is the purpose of building wealth only for myself and my family or is it building wealth so that it's for to be a blessing? As God said to Abraham, right. I will make you a blessing to others. And so that, like I said, that's a whole nother discussion. But 
I think that's a well stated and I wanna make sure that that was clear is that, you know, I'm only gonna focus on today. Um, that's really the worrying part. It's more, that, so that's not what he's saying is not to plan for the future, but don't worry about that because God has that under control. Mm-hmm. Any last comments? I think we go back to the Old Testament again. When they were in the wilderness, they had manna. They only had it for that day. Anything else, trust in the Lord because it will go bad. They, they halt that. They trying to build faith and believe in, in their provider and their resource. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give God praise for, uh, I, I thank God for the study tonight and uh, his word next week. Uh, we'll go right into chapter seven for chapter. There we go. Uh, chapter seven, verses one through 11 um, for next week. Um, and I, uh, for those who are on joined in prayer, um, that's one of the passages that we'll look at, ask, seek, and knock. So we'll hear that again next week. And uh, a favorite that people use all off, very often is judge not lest you be judged. So we'll be talking about those two things, Lord willing, on next week. Amen? Amen. Let's yeah. uh, prepare our hearts to uh, close in prayer. Any uh, prayer requests? Uh, that we want to share together. Young man, many health challenges, and not only uh, the Lord will kill his body, but God will also heal his spirit. Amen. Yes, I'm asking a prayer. Robert is having a uh, procedure tomorrow and was asking that uh, you'll pray that uh, things will come out well for him. Amen. Well, yes. Anyone else? I'd like to ask prayer for a couple that belongs to our church, Mr. and Mrs. Walker. I'd like to uh, ask that they be able to work out their financial issues. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to um, just offer up a praise of thanksgiving to the Lord and and to our Christian faith family for the beautiful installation service and the outpouring of love. Um, It was truly overwhelming and uh, just thank the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, well said, honey. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Um, Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow um, because we know who holds our future. You are the God who provides. You are the God who is powerful. 
Uh, you are the God who is faithful to your promises. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that as you tell us to seek you first, our focus is on you, not on ourselves, not on our problems, but our focus is on you. And help us, O oh Lord, as well as forgive us when our mind has been so absorbed in ourselves that we have forgotten to really call and to trust in you. So Father, thank you for this reminder in your word. And, and so because you are a, you're faithful to your promise, uh, one of the promises uh, that you made is that you'll never leave us or forsake us. And so the one who is in need of healing, uh, whether it's uh, from the body or the spirit, Lord, you are able um, and you are present to help. And Lord, pray that he or the individual will call upon you and um, that he will have that encounter with you by faith. Pray, Lord, for those that are going through illnesses right now or uh, the sick and the shut-in, but also those going through various procedures. Brother um, Plummer, um, Reverend Tripp, and there are many others. We also remember um, Sister Ballard right now, Lord, continue to be with the Ballard yes. family. Yes. Uh, Deacon Anthony and the Anthony yes. family. So many, oh God, as we lift up before you. We also praise you, Lord, for your anointing and your calling that you placed on uh, our lives. And thank you for the opportunity that I have, my wife and I have, to serve um, in leadership here at Christian Faith Baptist Church. Father, continue to uh, be with Christian faith, Lord, as we are that city set on a hill that we might bring you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we conclude by saying to God be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I bless everyone. Amen. I bless you Amen. as well, Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Good night. Good night.